I once witnessed a good friend tell another person, when you can pay your way, you can say your way. Let's get unbothered. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody? Ty Rivera here, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Snoopy Bijou is currently not having a Whimsy's alligator. She is instead, she's really fucking Mr. Bill up right now. She is instead having her Play-Doh treat. That is the new accidental sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Sponsor of Ty... Uh, anyway... Um, but really Cindy is the sponsor for these particular Play-Doh treats because she sent us some Play-Doh treats, which I showed you guys last time and I was just about out and I haven't quite gotten to the new bags yet, but thank you, Cindy. All I know, blah, blah, blah. Amazon affiliates link down below. If you want to check out Play-Doh treats, we're no longer going to be doing whimsies. I know it was a good run whimsies, but it didn't work out. Anyway, what really is working out, Carla's homemade salsa. And I'm going to tell you guys a funny story about this. Carla's homemade salsa has fall flavors. That's not the funny part. <laughs> um, but yeah, so fall for chipotle, chipotle, uh, <laughs> and pumpkin habanero are the two fall flavors. And she posted that they were coming, and then I saw that, and then in my head I was thinking, I'm gonna have to try those, and I wasn't looking forward to it. Sorry, Carla. Because, like, you know, nothing against the pumpkin habanero community, but I didn't really see how those two flavors were gonna work out together. You know, I just, like, for me, I was like, pumpkin, pumpkin pie, no. Uh, and then, Chipotle, I'm gonna be honest, I never am a fan of Chipotle. It's, it, like, I shouldn't say it, because I am Mexican, and I know people already question that and think I'm Asian. But if it makes you feel any better, I don't like cock sauce either. What's that? Uh, I forget what it's called. It's the rooster sauce that's, and I didn't mean, but just a friend of mine used to call it cock sauce. But yeah, anyway, whatever I'm trying to get at, um, what is that sauce? Now it's going to bother me and it's going to come to me like later on after I already... I don't have any of it. I don't like it. Anyway, my point was I don't like Chipotle. And so like then Carla hit me up to let me know that she had the fall flavors. And in my head, I was like, as a person that's sponsored by Carla's Homemade Salsa, I actually do have to try the salsa because obviously I've got to mention it. And I'm not going to lie to you guys and be like, oh, it's so good. I love it. And then I fucking didn't even try it. You know what I mean? And then you're hitting me up like, this was not good. Nothing against the pumpkin habanero community but this is not good and then we're all in trouble with the pumpkin habanero community but anyway it didn't break jesus christ why did that happen like that i'm not even moving anything anyway so the point is the fall for chipotle and pumpkin habanero are fucking amazing uh, that's what ended up happening with that is because I had already planned it in my head like I was going to tell Carla that the jars broke on <laughs> like if I didn't like them, you know, because I was thinking like I'm really not going to like these. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, to really make myself be an honest sport about it, like my deal with myself, this is the way I negotiate with myself, is I had to take an actual like a small but full spoonful you know and so 
um, like it was baby food. You know, I just stirred it up and then just took a spoonful. <sighs> I fell in love with bold flavors, fell in love with bold flavors. And I'm not bullshitting you guys. I mean, like, I really didn't think it was going to be good. I didn't like I said, I had already planned my excuse for Carla. I was going to say that the jars broke, so I didn't ever get to try them. And, you know, oh, I couldn't possibly take another two from you. And uh, but so good. So you can find that down below in the description box. Carla's homemade salsa is the best. These fall flavors, I'm not bullshitting you guys. It's $7 for an eight ounce. That's what it is. And I'm not bullshitting you guys. They're so fucking good. And uh, I can't wait to have my breakfast right after. Anyway, I said anyway, and Bijou stopped humping Mr. Bill. I hate her so much. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing, you guys. I wasn't going to address this and I wasn't going to bring it up. And I got a little annoyed at the bar earlier tonight at Chancla's because this situation was going on. And if you're part of the community or you've been watching me for a while, you're going to know what I'm talking about. If not, I don't know, catch up on some old episodes or whatever, you know, because I hate when people watch these and then they act like, you know, oh, you're just complaining about blah, 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 about what I addressed on another episode where I said I wasn't complaining about that. Like, that's not even the point anymore. But you either didn't watch the episode before or you're watching an episode later and you want to talk to me. Anyway, my point is this is like something that I have to address and I didn't want to. I really did not want to ever have to address this for two reasons. Um, and I'll explain those two reasons in a minute. I'm just trying to find the way to actually say what I want to say because this one I really don't want to come out wrong. I mean, like I just don't because uh, I feel like this particular person can be beneficial to the Las Vegas comedy scene. And I feel like he can be good at, you know, what it is he's supposed to be doing. And I feel like right now he's in his way. And this is going to sound weird, but to me, this is more like an intervention through YouTube because I don't know how else to address this because when you're in person with this person, it's like they're, they won't, hear you out they talk so much and they make so many like this is this and it's like typical addict behavior you know and i don't like i don't want to put anybody out there but at the same time there's no way to not put people out there at certain points especially when they make it so it's your business you know because the thing is uh there's a particular promoter on the scene he goes by the name of trouble and this particular promoter Came on the scene kind of out of nowhere. He used to have something to do with Sapphire. I don't remember what. There was a point where he like mentioned to me that he used to have something to do with Sapphire. I used to perform at Sapphire. The person I used to perform for there was Phil Pareto. But I didn't know all the behind the scenes people. And I've told you guys I have a terrible memory. And the frequency that I went to that room with, it's like completely normal if I didn't necessarily remember trouble when I first, you know, like when he first approached me. Later on, you know, after I had stopped doing Sapphire, which wasn't for any other reason because of the pandemic and everything like that. And then he has seemed to kind of sprout up trouble on the comedy scene. Kind of, I want to say it was during the pandemic. I could be wrong on that by a couple of months, but that's about where it is. So anyway, um, I f like he has a great room and I feel like. Well, I'm going to be honest. I feel like he's fucking up. You know what I mean? I might as well just say it the way I mean it. Because, like, the thing is, 
there are few things you can do that will make all of the comedians universally not like you. And one of those things is not paying people. So let's just go with the professional stuff because that's really all I want to talk about just as far as being a professional, you know? And like I said, it might be kind of an intervention because he mentioned not too long ago that he was going to rehab, but I don't know what happened. I don't think he ever ended up going to rehab because all of a sudden he was out and drinking again and it hadn't even been 30 days. And But I don't judge that just because different people are going to go through their own shit. So I'm not judging that. But I would say, honestly, 100%, if you're watching this trouble, like if you hit me up, I will hook you up with somebody that is a legit sponsor in the fucking program. The worst thing everybody has to know about me, because I know people like to cancel people and like to judge and shit like that, but I really am pulling for trouble. So I'm going to tell this story, but what you need to know, what trouble needs to know, what everybody needs to know is trouble is Mexican and Aquarius. I am Mexican and Aquarius. So I automatically am pulling for you. And I know some people would say that makes me a ditzy bitch or whatever the fuck you would say, say it, have your fun. But the fact of the matter is I'm pulling for Artemio and I hope in a couple of months I get to do an update where I'm like, now this man is acting right and he's doing what we need him to do and he's doing what he needs him to do because I really feel like he could be an asset to the Las Vegas comedy scene. But he's just gotten in the bad habit of thinking that the uh, Las Vegas comedy scene is about drama, which I can understand where people would look at me and be like, how dare you, Ty? You're a part of the reason that people look at the Las Vegas comedy scene as drama. But let's be honest. The average person is an idiot and they're not paying attention because I haven't done anything to cause drama. I called out things that legitimately happened to me. A person legitimately tried to steal my joke. Another person legitimately attacked me when I was in a professional space. I mean, like all of the stuff that I've said and when I've been wrong, I've own that and so like you know it's not like I'm running around here rough shot acting like an asshole but anyway what I'm trying to get at is the stuff I've done hasn't been drama for the sake of drama and anybody that's not paying attention to that or hasn't noticed that it's because they don't want to my intentions are really good and I feel like when it comes to the Las Vegas comedy scene trouble could like I said be an asset because he is good at promoting. He does have that personality. People do show up to his shit. But then he parties too much. And then, you know, like turns into an asshole at a certain point in the night. And not only turns into an asshole at a certain point in the night, then there have been the instances where he hasn't paid people. And like, you know, if you bring this up, like, because like here was my strategy with it. And I'll let me do it this way. This makes the most sense. If I give you guys my what my thing was with trouble, like how it went down for me personally, and then I'll interject anything from there. Sorry, I'm just like, I want to do this the right way. So the best way to do it for you is to just give you my history, what my chronology has been with trouble, and then we'll editorialize in between and tell you guys other shit. But it's just so fucking difficult. Trouble kind of appeared out of nowhere, and he had uh, said that he wanted to book me. He saw me at Chancla's and, you know, said I was great and asked me if I remember him from Sapphire. And it was the old Chancla's when it was on Desert Inn. And he asked me if I was so... Yeah, it still could have been. Yeah, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, because notoriety was around and that happened. All right. So that's where we're at. So anyway, he wanted me to do his uh, his show and I was like, OK, cool. And then he gave me his number. So then I text him. Uh, you know, I sent him a text message saying like, you know, 
said you wanted to book me on your show like you know let me know what dates work some something like that you know and then he responded to me at a point and he was like who's this and then I was like, um, Ty. And then he was like, what Ty? And then I was like, Ty Rivera. And, uh, which I'm not tripping off of any of this. You know what I mean? And so he's like, he's like, oh, uh, he was like, I, uh, Bruce handles all the booking. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, um, which Bruce? Cause I know two Bruce's. And he was like, I only know one Bruce. Like that was his response through text. And I was just like, you know in my head I'm just like that's not helpful and I was like okay cool and I I didn't like you know pursue it any further I don't think um but you know I know there was no argument on my end or whatever I thought it was dumb but it's like you know some people I guess are unprofessional or whatever and like that's really just the way I felt about it at that point because like I didn't know him from anybody you know what I mean I didn't have an opinion on him other than he was that guy you know that told me that he wanted me to do a show so like you know I'm not tripping but at the same time I'm not feeding it it's you know cool so Bruce hits me up a while later and I end up uh you know booking a date with Bruce you know and Bruce Purcell was who he was talking about who's a friend of mine and more importantly a friend of Bijou's like when me and Bijou do date night Bruce Purcell Bijou sits in his lap and so uh you know like I it was easy for me to deal with Bruce Purcell he booked me for a particular date then I ended up having to cancel um, and it wasn't last minute, but it was like maybe two weeks out, I want to say is what it was. And if it was sooner, I'm sorry. But like, you know, Steve Trevino had booked me for a Thursday and a Friday in Texas, which you can imagine is probably going to pay more than a local spot, you know, so I had to cancel. But that didn't stop trouble from giving me a hard time and making it seem like I had done something unprofessional, you know, like later on on I don't know what platform, because that's one thing that's annoying is like, you know, sometimes he'll hit you up on different platforms, but it's with bullshit. And it's like, I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to like whatever you're trying to do right now. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't I'm not part of this. I'm busy doing other shit and you just hit me up out of nowhere to argue about absolutely nothing and I do mean that like there were there been times where he's hit me up and been like you know for you to car shout out Carlos also so much uh they better be paying you a lot and then like you know I just was like I really love Carlos homemade salsa like I do it's just what it is so I mean like I shout it all out all the time because I love it and I was trying to explain that to him and you know because I like whatever people say to me you know what I mean I'll tell them what the thinking is behind it especially if I think that they're hitting me up with good intentions because like you know he would uh, like preface it with like an lol at one of my wow 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 videos you know what i mean like he'd he'd uh send like an lol about that and then like the next one say is like carlos homemade salsa and then he like you know all of a sudden starts trying to you know like I wouldn't shout anything out that much for whatever, whatever he's saying. And I was just like, in my head, I'm just like, I don't even know why this is something we're talking about. So I try to switch the subject and he tries to turn that into an argument. And it's just like, uh, and then also has to mention something about Steve Trevino and uh, like, no, not Steve specifically, but just like, you know, that uh, I had ditched him for or his show for doing something. And it's like, well, yeah, that's the way this business works. And most bookers just understand that. And like bookers, promoters uh, and I mean, bookers slash promoters, anybody at home that doesn't know, because usually they're 
pretty much the same. Sometimes it's different jobs. But in a lot of cases, when you're dealing with these bar shows and stuff like that, it's the same person. It's the booker and the promoter. You know what I mean? Like, um, like we're not ever supposed to argue with them or, and they shouldn't argue with us, really. Like, really, that relationship should be the definition of symbiotic. Your job is to make me money. My job is to make you money. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's as simple as that's supposed to be and so as long as i get you the promotional materials you need you know whatever it is you need from me so that we can promote this show so that we can do what we have to do so that we can make some money is like as much contact as we should have with each other that and congratulating each other on a show that we pulled off that was fucking amazing like that really should be the relationship between uh booker and a comedian you know and so it's my job to fucking kill it for you and yeah if you, you know i know that you know how to treat an audience i know that your show starts reasonably on time i know that uh you know there's not going to be any kind of bullshit then i will invite people out i'll make sure people know that i'm at your spot because it's a spot i can tell people like hey come see me in this very professional setting here in Las Vegas, you're visiting, you want to pay a ticket, you want to buy it somewhere. So that's what my relationship would be with the booker. You know, I am just supposed to, you know, have people come out to see me. And if nobody comes out to see me, that's something that happens too. sometimes. It's not, it didn't happen when I did this other show for him. You know what I mean? Like people were very happy to see me and some people were there specifically for me because I'm an asshole all over town and when I say I'm an asshole all over town I'm being fun at the open mics at the shows that I'm doing you know like last night I got annoyed because a guy was recording me and it wasn't because of the content or what I was talking about it was because stop being a creep and recording me I'm trying to work on new material right now and that's what I want to do is concentrate on that I don't care about your fucking like you know and I let him record for a while but it's like it's not about your fucking viral moment right now or whatever the fuck you're trying to do and nothing's going to go viral anyway bigger people have tried i don't care who you are bigger people have tried so the thing is like you know the the audience just doesn't love me that way the viral audience just doesn't like my shit they'll fucking talk shit for a day or two but it doesn't turn into what you guys think it's going to be so stop wasting your time and my time uh but anyway so I've been being fun at all the spots and stuff like that. And so people will show up because I am around a lot. And then there's the people that come in from out of town. So that's my point with like, you know, why we shouldn't have anything to argue about besides the fact that my social media doesn't have to be what you think it is or, or it should be. You know what I mean? Like I'm not working for you on any level in that way. And when I promote your shit, you're going to be fine with it. So there's really nothing for us to argue. But for some reason, there's always an argument happening that I sometimes don't even know about. You know, like, like I'm not thinking about anything that's going on in your head I'm not thinking about it like and I, I like the reason that this came to a head I'll tell you guys why um and the, it, like I guess I should continue with the story and okay so there were instances like that then there was another point where he said he wanted to book me for you know and I was like while I was out of town it was after the street Steve Trevino thing he's being cool again and he says he wants to book me and you know I'm open to working so I'm like okay yeah um let's figure it out and so you know I uh 
we figure out a date. We figure out everything the way it's going to work out. And then, you know, uh, he asked me to send over pictures. Well, I had just sent a bunch of pictures to another club, actually two other clubs. And like they were able to use them for their promotional, you know, their promotional material. And I sent like several of them. And he asked me for one and which I was cool with. And I sent him several as well because he makes really great flyers. The digital flyer right now, my Facebook is him. Like he's very talented in a lot of ways. That's why I wish he would fucking get it together. And I hope one day I get to do uh, like revisit or an update where it's like trouble has gotten it together. Everybody. I really do. So I'm sending the pictures like he asked me. I send him a bunch of pictures and it's like late at night. I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where I was promoting my show, you know, the Thunderbird show. And I was literally doing that while He's booking me and, you know, I'm pretty good at multitasking. And so like I was booking that and I was like doing all the stuff that I had, which was a lot of work. Like one day I'm going to talk about that completely and tell you guys how that all played out. But for right now, the game is to be sold and not told. Uh, and I mean that for real in this instance. But one day I'll tell you the way that that all played out. But it was a lot of me working. That's that's the, the short of that story. But yeah. So um, what happened was. Uh, he's hitting me up during that. I send him all the same pictures that I sent to the other clubs, which were fine for them. And then he responds to me with, you can do better. And so in my head, I'm like, like, I'm busy working on things and I don't know like what he means by you can do get like if somebody gave me like if a booker were ever to tell me do you have more of a traditional headshot or do you have more pictures of you on stage or you know what I mean like like there's ways that they could tell me that they want something to be different but it's like you're trying to start an argument right now then there was another time when I was in Phoenix and well because you know then I just went ahead and like waited a day or two and then I just canceled because it was like if it starts to be any kind of argument and you know like there were different points where I was hearing about him not paying other comics or starting shit with comics and like I like for me it's just like a nightmare because as much as people like I said think that I like this I don't I really don't like this I want us to be able to go back to doing comedy. I want to make my podcast to be about current events daily, like that uh, Natalie Pedito or Pedoto. No, that's Joe Pedoto. Um, yeah, Natalie Pedito, I think it is. That bitch that went fucking missing and everybody's losing their shit over it. Like, I want to be able to talk about stuff like that. But for right now, while these things need to be fixed on the scene and I need the Las Vegas comedy scene to actually know what's going on and why it is things are happening with me the way that they happen or things are happening on the scene the way that they happen. Cause some people don't know, like I was talking to people tonight that didn't even know what happened last night, you know? And I mentioned it on my Facebook that I was going to, you know, possibly talk about it cause uh, it all went down at champagnes and it wasn't really anything that dramatic, I guess you could say, but it was just annoying. It was just more like being annoying. And anytime that I have in the past, you know, cause there's different points when I, you know, like been trying to be cool with trouble because like I said, I want to give him a chance. I want to be open to him. I want him to get it together and succeed because I think it would also help all of us too. You know what I mean? Like the more good rooms we have, the better off we'll be. So this is my thinking and why I give the benefit of the doubt to trouble and why I hope that eventually he will get it together. 
is because, like I said, we should all be able to work together. We should all be able to build build something together. And different people are good at different things. And he's good at the flyers. He's good at actually promoting, like I said. And, you know, if he would just learn to harness his personality or whatever it is he's trying to do, then, like, you know, it would be a benefit to everybody, including himself. But, like, when I'm hearing all these things, like I was saying, and you're giving me drama over nothing, like, and when I... I don't know if my frustration is coming through and I'll watch on the playback and see, but it really is like that kind of thing. Like the stuff I say, like how trivial the things are, he'll pick on you to try to argue with you about where it's like, no, I don't like, you know. Um, so anyway, our chronology continues and we get to the point where um, not too long ago. Because, you know, I still would go to his show every once in a while. It was at in the pool area, which would have been perfect for me because you guys know how I am. And I am always fucking naked everywhere. And so I really did want to do that show. But he was just such a headache about everything that I didn't feel like it. Well, not I didn't feel like I knew it wasn't worth it. You know, like not all money is good money. And if I have to put up, put up with a headache for you, then it's not good money because that shouldn't be a thing. Um, and so, you know, I like, you know, and so like I would go to the show every once in a while and he'd be pleasant enough and, you know, we'd be cool with each other. And I feel like he does learn. Like, that's the thing. I feel like, you know, progressively he is getting better. It's just when he takes steps back, it's like a huge step back and it's very fucking annoying. And it makes you like, I just don't want to deal with you. Like, I don't know why this has to be a thing. But anyway, so we get to the point where, um, you know, I blocked him on, I don't know which platform it was in Messenger. I think it was Facebook and Messenger. That was over the, you know, when he was like continuously going at me with different things. Um, you know, there was a time where he hit me up talking about stand-up comics and he was the expert on stand-up comedians, you know. And so I mentioned some like really big, great comics that I know. And I'm like, well, when you're dealing with that level, then like, you know, talk to me like you're talking to me right now because that's not what you're booking. And that's just the reality of it, you know, and we're in direct message. And he's like, you know, like telling me he knows who good comics are. And, you know, it's like the locals that he was booking that really like in the beginning, he was booking a lot of people that somebody said it tonight. Um, I don't remember who, but we were all on the patio talking about it. And my friend was like, uh, you know, that you're paying comics that don't deserve to be paid and then not paying them. And so we all laughed at that, you know, cause it was, it's just the truth. And so, um, like I said, I continued going around him and he was cool and like progressively getting better. So then he comes, he says he's going to go to rehab, which like he went to rehab or said he was going to go to rehab the day after he had started some kind of argument with me, which I don't know if that had anything to do with that. I doubt it. You know what I mean? But like he tried to start some argument with me and I was laying on my mom's couch and I can't even remember what it was about. It was on Instagram, though. And he was like, you know, um, trying to argue with me and I don't remember what it was about like I cannot remember and it was again that trivial like it's like why are you trying to argue with me right now you know like there's no reason for us to argue so then he announces he's going to rehab and in my head and also on Facebook I'm thinking this is fucking great and so I you know congratulated him, him in some way because he put up this long post that to me at the time sounded very sincere like I did think like it read in a very sincere way. So I think it is in him uh, to know that, you know, like the, the, the behavior just isn't normal and it's not necessary. But um, 
he so he's uh you know post this post and then i like post something cheering him on and i'm hoping he's was hoping he was going to get it together at that point so then he comes out of rehab and yeah it looks really soon to be out of rehab but whatever you know different people i don't know what your insurance is i don't know anything so you like you know maybe you did an outpatient or you're doing an outpatient maybe it's not intensive maybe you work in nightlife and you just have to get used to being out either way you know what i mean but then, you know, like he says something about having a bottle and it was like, that doesn't really sound like sober stuff. But anyway, you know, like this is the way it went down. So we're chatting and uh, we're all out by the pool, you know, at his spot. I had showed up because I think Claire Holly was on that night or maybe it wasn't. No, it wasn't Claire Holly. But anyway, what happened was um, he's like, you know. I'm known as the biggest asshole. You're known as the biggest asshole. I want you to do my 20 year in entertainment anniversary slash uh, Mexican Independence Day show. And so, you know, I'm like I said, down to work. So I don't care about the asshole aspect. I know what he was going for. You know what I mean? He wanted to get under people's skin because so many people do hate him and then they hate me, too. And then I asked the people that I'm actually close with, which like some people would say this is a dirty move on my part. But the people that I actually like cared about at that point. Now I know more people, but like the people I cared about at that point and knew at that point that he owed money to, I asked him if he had paid them and he had. And so I was like, okay, cool. Then maybe he's really turning it around. Cause you know, that's a part of recovery is making amends. You're supposed to make good with the people. So I assume he's either making good or made good with people, you know, cause like I said, the friends that I asked said that they had gotten paid now. And so um, he asked me to do his show and I say, okay. And I know that, you know, because of his reputation, some people would think that you should ask for a deposit or something like that. I was like, I'm completely not going to insult him. I'm going to treat him like I would treat any other booker. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to pretend I don't know any of that stuff, you know, so it is what it is. So um, he ends up uh, telling me, Well, that part, I don't know if I want to include, but what I will tell you is like, <laughs> he didn't remember how much money he said he was going to pay me. And so like, that was a little bit uncomfortable for me. And, you know, on the night of the show, because we had made the agreement on the patio and I'm thinking, cause I know so many people that can be drinking or whatever they're doing. And like I said, he said he had a bottle later. I don't know if he was drinking then I wasn't paying attention. I don't think about that stuff. You know, everybody I know is a grown up, so it's not something that's on my mind. I just know everybody that I know that really does business like that usually switches into business mode and then they remember that they booked you. Or I've had a few people be like, send me a text in the morning to remind me. But, you know, he clearly remembered that he booked me because he posted it very soon after, you know, that it's oh, it's like I figure if you remember you booked me, you remember how much you said you were going to pay me too. And so because um, to me, that's kind of the not kind of that's the most important thing, you know. And so uh so, you know, like there was that little part of the situation. But anyway, um, he booked me and I was like, I'm going to treat him like any other booker. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and let him either soar and do what he's supposed to do or let him burn the bridge. Well, I got there. I did the show that night. He did pay me what he's well, he did pay me the like the long the short version of that story is he did pay me like yeah he forgot the price he was supposed to or the amount that he was supposed to pay me and so he paid me part of it that night but then like the next day or something like that which 
There was a point where, because he was supposed to pay me through Cash App, and he asked me to request it from him on Cash App. And there was a point where um, he asked me to go meet him at the uh, Artisan a couple days later, like for a drink or something like that, to get the rest of my money. And I was just like in my head, you know, like, no. And that day I had a lot of stuff to do, and I wasn't trying to go anywhere. And so I was just, you know, like, just go ahead and Cash App, to, cash app it to me. I sent you... The request, you know, like you asked for the request, I sent it. And at the same time, Chris Clark had sent a request uh, for his money. And so, like, you know, which I'm going to tell you guys this, and some people are going to agree with me and some people aren't, but this is just like a comedy thing. For me, like, unless you're paying me a lot of money, unless it's something actually worth it, then don't give me a check. Don't give me cash app. Don't give me Venmo. If you have to, okay. I mean, like, I'm not going to be an asshole about it, but really cash is the preferred method immediately after the show. And this is the caveat to that. If you do cash app or if you do Venmo or anything like that, I get it. I get it. Maybe you didn't make it to the ATM or whatever like that. I'm not even going to be shitty about that like that. Let me correct that right now in the moment. If you do it, just do it right then. You know what I mean? Either that night or right after the show or whatever like that like nobody wants to be waiting around but if you have to do it be on the straight up about it whatever agreement you make really I say I have standards but I've had clubs ask me to hold checks before and I'm not gonna name any names but I have had clubs be like you know that check technically wouldn't be good till <laughs> the 15th or whatever the fuck you know what I mean like I have had that happen and I've been cool about it you know when I can afford to do that cool if it's going that great then cool but and you know so but like the thing is your money should be uh, you should get your money within a respectable amount of time especially doing stand-up because once we do it we did it at the show's over the night's over it's, it's time to pay me you know what I mean so like that kind of annoying but whatever you know and the fact like I said that Chris Clark himself had to pay him well there have been other instances you know like uh he owes money to a miracle I he tried to pay Tanner Tuttle, but Tanner Tuttle chose not to take the money because he made it a headache. And Tanner Tuttle was just fine. Like, finally, like, keep it. Um, you know, don't worry about the money. Like, there have been different people that he's done it to. Like, I can't even Bruce Purcell. I know he said last night that he was going to make it right with him. And I congratulated him on that. But then he treated it like it was an insult. Because what happened was, let's get to where it all boils to a head. Because, like I said, that night, I did a great show for him. Uh, his photographer is absolutely great and I want to be working with him in the future and uh, like you know overall everything was good on Thursday when I performed for him so I'm thinking like you know whatever with his drinking or not drinking as long as he's being cool as long as he's acting like a professional as long as he's taking care of people like he's supposed to right now because like I said I didn't know that he hadn't made any effort to make good with anybody else so there is that you know um I hadn't gotten updates from a lot of people and so um you know and then also there were some people that I didn't even know he owed which you know later on people told me and I'm just not trying to air people out that people don't already know or where, you know, it's going to become a thing for them because like what happened was last night he ended up coming to Champagne's, which I ended up getting to Champagne's late, which if you're not familiar with Champagne's and I haven't talked about it enough, Champagne's is a bar we all go to here in Las Vegas or a lot of us that are like, you know, 
doing the open mics on the scene. We'll go to Champagne's on Tuesday night after midnight. You know, they have a show there at that starts at midnight. And uh, we'll all hang out. We'll smoke. We'll drink. Or, you know, the people that drink will drink. And then, uh, you know, we'll do stand-up. You know, I usually try to go up last there. Like last night I went up last. It was great. Um, but, like, it's a real cool spot to just hang out at the end of a Tuesday on. And the people that are cool or the people that hang out are always cool. And but like, you know, it's also a no bullshit spot. Like you don't go there to start fighting with people or arguing with people because it's all comics and we're all just trying to chill out now. And so what if you have a problem with somebody? Uh, I've seen Fitzy there every week since I put out my farewell Fitzy video, which will probably be right here. Um, but every week I see Fitzy there and we're completely just like we were just neutral for a while there. But then the other night we started talking last night, we started talking because, um, you know, everything was so crazy. We just were like, you know, had an in the moment conversation. So my point is you go to fucking champagnes, be civil. Like, so what? You don't get along with other people. What'd they really do to you? You know, but, uh, trouble had taken an Uber there, which makes no sense to me, but you know, and he got there before I did. Um, when I got there, he was already in full swing, you know, but apparently he had gotten out of the Uber and started trying to start a fight with Randall Thompson, which Randall Thompson, who I've mentioned before, I make no secret of. I like Randall Thompson a lot. I support Randall Thompson. I think he's a great guy. And I think he's been the victim of a narrative when it comes to the Las Vegas comedy scene. And I am not a fan of people trying to besmirch the name of Randall Thompson. But whatever with that, even if he was like if he was wrong, I would still say he was wrong. But I'd be like he still was a victim of a narrative, but he's just wrong this time. But what happened was apparently and this was verified by other people. Um, Trouble pulls up in an Uber, jumps on, out like at Randall Thompson on some like I want to fight you type of shit or like you don't know what I'll do to you type of thing. And uh you know, Randall is having no parts of it because Trouble owes him money, which Randall says is $100, which Randall said right in front of Trouble, which today when I was online with Trouble, you know, because we got into it today online, which I'll get into a little bit in a second. But he mentioned like he was like, if uh, Ran if I owe Randall money, why didn't he collect? And the thing was, I was outside when Randall was telling him you owe me a hundred dollars that's what it is and so like you know trouble was mad because Randall had posted some fuck shit which is what Randall does which is what I do which is what a lot of us do because we're comedians and that's what we do is words um on a comedy board which I never got to see but I heard about and I thought it was funny but like not in a way like I was shitting on trouble just like it was a it was funny wording to me you know when the person told me I did laugh, so I'm not going to lie about that. It's what it is. But, you know, uh, but anyway, you know, I'm like in that situation pretty well neutral because, like I said, I just had a good night with Trouble on Thursday. And so, you know, and he paid me. So for me, I'm good. Um, and I, so I see Randall. I see Trouble. I see uh, Bruce. I'm not really thinking about anything, but I see them talking about uh, World Series of Comedy and something like that. And then at a point, Trouble shifts back to Randall and is like trying to start shit with Randall. And it's like, is he really starting shit right now? And last week, Trouble had showed up on Tuesday at Champagne's. But last week, I just chose to leave. And he was being annoying even with me last week, you know. And 
<clears throat> I don't know if he thought he was being cool or if he thought he was being nice or what he was doing, but it just was like such the energy was so off for me, you know, that I just wanted to get out of there. And I hate when people invade my space when it's like, you know, I'm sitting right here and then they like, I, I don't care what your reason is. Don't invade my space unless I really know you like that or unless I like, you know, I don't do like Hollywood closeness or, you know what I mean? Like schmoozing that way or whatever. Our relationship is our relationship. And, uh, you know, but I was like being pleasant about it and everything like that, you know, but it's like, um, I just decided to leave. And there was at least one other comedian that decided to leave too. And they're the ones that told me that that's the reason they left. And then I was like, yeah, that's why I ended up leaving too. But like they told me first, you know, it wasn't something I brought up. I just remember being annoyed in the moment. And once they reminded me, cause I shake shit off fast, you know? And so, um, once they reminded me, I was like, yeah, gross. I remember that. That was technically why I left. I just, you know, walked out like a lady and was like, let me get the fuck out of here. Bija wants a cigarette. It's her house, her rules. Uh, so, um, so we get to last night. He's starting shit with Randall, you know, because I guess it cooled off between him and Randall because the time by the time I walked up, like I said, it was like him and Bruce talking about World Series of comedy stuff, and Randall was standing out there. I'm maybe just smoking or getting air or whatever. Penny Prince was out there, you know, like we're just kicking it or whatever. And like I said, since we just had that good night together on Thursday with me working for him, I immediately walk up, give Trouble a hug, you know, and he doesn't hug me back, but it's because because he's yelling about something and I'm just treating it like, you know, that's his personality, I guess, or whatever like that. You know what I mean? Cause I hadn't known that he had already went in on Randall and then it was before he did it in front of me. You know what I mean? When they got into it, which Randall was not trying to egg on at all. Like he wasn't being antagonistic in any way. He's just like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, that's all he was saying was like, I don't want to talk to you and I don't want you touching me, which if you owe somebody money and they're not coming after you for that money, the least you can do is leave them alone. Like that's the way I see it. Well, really the way I see it is you're just supposed to pay people what you say you're going to pay people. And then if you decide that they're not professional, then you never work with them again. It's basically like another version of fuck you money you know what I mean like I'll pay you your money you get the fuck out of here we already you know we both fulfilled our parts of the agreement if the comedian doesn't show up if the comedian doesn't do their time then you know if they bomb then you still have to pay them, but you just never book them again, you know, and they know why you're not booking them again. And if they ask you, tell them why they're not booking you again. But in none of the instances have I heard that any of the comedians that he's shorted on money or not given their money, because some people he's given parts of their money, because, um, you know, once I say something, everybody tells me everything, and that's just the way it is, and it's great. And, you know, I try to protect people's privacy, but at the same time, if I notice a pattern and I see it and I feel like, like you're like you turned into in a while a while ago bad business for the Las Vegas comedy scene and now you're trying to make it even worse because now not only are you not paying people you're showing up to make people uncomfortable literally that's what you're doing is showing up just to start shit at a business that actually makes money because that's the thing about champagnes is there's some regular people there and then there's some comedians there but everybody there is usually drinking or there's people playing the machines or drinking and playing the machines like you know this spot actually makes money and it's a good spot for us to be able to work out our stuff so now you're jeopardizing that 
by showing up, trying to start a fight there. And we're all being as nice and as patient as possible. He was mad at me because I mentioned about him and the roast thing, which I didn't even mention his name at all. I just posted that screenshot that it was him asking me to, to do a roast. And it was like, I don't want to do a roast. And I've told everybody that, including Brian Moses, who runs the roast battle. Like he wanted to get me on the Comedy Central version. And I, like, if you want, tell him about this or ask him about this, because this is something that we just chatted about like that not we just like the other day but like that we actually chatted about because i know brian brian moses for a long time he always wanted me to do roast battle i never would do roast battle i would show up and perform like on the show part of roast battle but I, you know like the um like just doing like a regular set but i never did roast battle so then he tried to get me to do it by asking me to do the comedy central version of it which i know i would have had to like do an audition for them or whatever but you know with brian moses like actually telling you he wants you to do it and me the way i write like believe me that would have fucking happened 100 percent. but uh i didn't want to do it because i don't know any of these people and i'd have to research them and for me like that's where i am a purist when it comes to comedy like that's why people get mad at me sometimes i will explain that really quick is i am kind of a purist when it comes to comedy so it pisses some people off but i'm not like that about everything you know what i mean i'm not like pretending to be the most morally upstanding blah 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 whatever whatever i'm a person that's made a lot of mistakes but when it comes to comedy my my feelings about it are very pure and what i like about roast when you have an actual good roast is it's a bunch of people that actually know you and even though they're shitting on you at the same time they're honoring you and they know the real shit to say to you know they know the the funny shit that's gonna fucking like yeah that burns but it's because you're my friend that you even know that and we're great and i'm gonna roast you at the end and like it's supposed to be a good thing like that not like a bunch of people come on and let's say a bunch of shit that like you know i could read on the internet that isn't anything about me and you know i don't have enough respect for any of them to roast them back because I just feel like yeah what am I doing here and so you know I cut his name out because I wasn't trying to like in any way like but I've been asked about the roast before obviously like I said Brian Moses and then there's been other roast people have asked me about along the way and like besides roast roast of America because who couldn't roast this country you know what I mean I did roast of America everybody agrees that that was great even if you don't like me it was fucking great but uh like so like I said it's not like I don't think I'd be good at it or like, you know, I've done I did roast back for that's how I paid for my food for uh, several weeks to go on Thursdays um, was I did a roast at the Friars of Beverly Hills. It was when they were running Friars of Beverly Hills and that was a great club. And uh, they had a roast after hours one time and the director of entertainment made it rain on me because and that was when I was first starting out. So, you know, it's like not something I'm worried about in a way like, oh, I can't do it or whatever. It'll be great when I actually do it, but it's not going to be worth it at this point. Financially, it's not going to be worth it even like the money he said to me, which nothing against anybody just wasn't a lot of money either. And so it's like, I don't want to have to sit through those people. You know what I mean? That's one thing. I'm, I'm going to be subjected to a lot of bad jokes and I really can't put together a dais, you know, and I don't want to put together a dais for that. Like, you know, like, fuck that. And so for me, I was just saying that online. It wasn't anything to do with him personally. That's the point I was trying to make. But last night at Champagne's, he tried to turn in an argument between us. And I was like, no. And I had also put with it that, you know, per, a person would have to offer me 10,000 minimum, 10K minimum 
for me to do a roast. And so like, you know, some people would say, well, it's not worth that. My point exactly. So it's not worth it to me, you know, because I don't want to do it. Like if I don't want to do it to, to begin with and I put a price on it like $10,000, then either meet the $10,000 or leave me the fuck alone about the conversation because I don't want to do it. But um, you know, so he was trying to be insulting about that. And he was like, you know, uh, told me, uh, like, I don't, or you're not worth $10,000. And in my head, I really felt like, well, if that's your attitude about it, then don't talk to me about it until you feel like I am. Cause the proper answer to that should be, I wish I had $10,000 to give you, but unfortunately I have five and I would have said, give me the five cash. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> That's the way it would fucking work out for real. Like, you know, like technically, let's be honest to cash. I get full approval over the dais, you know, like let's let's do it. And we'll put together a good one with people that I know that are funny and I'll even help them with their jokes if they want. So it's fucking great. You know what I mean? But it's not going to be worth that. So let's keep it at 10 because you're not going to give two anyway. And if you say you're going to give two, you're going to give eight, especially from what I've heard. And you're not even going to give eight. Let's not get into it. But the numbers just don't add up is what I'm saying. And so, no, I don't want to fucking do it. So leave me alone. And so but he tried to turn it into a thing where he was trying to insult me by saying that when I was like, we're making the same point. I'm saying it won't make enough money. And you're saying it won't make enough money either. So I'm not insulted by that at all. I know what my draw is right now. So like it's nothing for us to even argue about. And so nobody's trying to argue with him. I'm not trying to argue with him. Randall's not trying to argue with him. Randall has been very clear about the fact that like, you know, you just owe me money and that's what it is. And he doesn't want to hear anything else. When you owe somebody money, they don't want to hear you talk. That's the way it works. Like, you know, they bought their silence by leaving you alone about that money. That's what it is. Randall bought silence and not being touched for a hundred dollars. You know, um, and like I said, all of this would between, be between you and these people. It really would if like, you know, because everything calms down. There was a point where he was trying to like, you know, start with different people. But we're all out there. It's like all the comics out there. And it's so clear that nobody wants to do anything to him. Nobody wants to harm him in any way. Like, no, like everybody's trying to like just be patient while he's telling us, you know, I put you on the biggest stages you've ever been on. And it's like, what, the artisan? Because that's not the biggest stage that even like the open micers at, uh, you know, that go to fucking uh, artisan have done better stages than the artisan stage. Nothing against the artisan, but, you know, like if you go to sell Soul Bellies, that's technically a better stage, a nicer stage. Uh you know, in square footage, a bigger stage, literally a bigger stage, you know? And so it's like, I don't know what you're talking about that you, and you know, but this is the way he's talking to us. And like, since he's drunk and, you know, like sometimes you got to accept you're not a dr good drinker and you're not a good coker. And that's what it is. And I don't care how anybody feels about anything on that. That's just the truth and what's going on and why that behavior is happening like that. And I wish that would stop too. Like the coke, like, no, nobody wants to deal with the fucking cokehead rampant trying to fight people. Nobody should have to deal with that. Like, that's the other thing. And the most important thing is like, Nobody wants to be fighting. Like today he was threatening online that he was going to, you know, come out to um, chanclas and whatever else. And it's like, is that what we're doing now? Like we have people showing up to fight or to start a fight or to make things like 
that's really what you're doing? Because I know I was accused of that. And I was like, I would never want to be that person because why would you want to be that person? Like, really, why would you want that in your life? Just call that in. Like, no, fuck that, you know, but like, that's what we're so. And when it comes to me, like he was mad because I just called out the fact that, you know, like he hadn't paid people. And like I said in the beginning, when you can pay your way, you can say your way. That's the way it works. Like, you know, you're not making rules. You're not telling anybody like promising people a gig and then not paying them is just not paying them. That's what it is. You're just making them work without paying them. And then on top of that, you want them to fight you. You want them to actually have to physically fight you because you didn't pay them and you feel like they should still be nice to you over it? Like, in what world is that the way things work? And like I said, it's turned out that there's a lot of people that he still owes money to. And I named like four of them on Facebook and then he was like, you know, oh, you consider that everybody? And it's like, well, you really shouldn't owe anybody. Like everybody should have already been paid. That's the way it's supposed to work is you make money putting on your show and then the comedians get paid what they're supposed to pay. The DJ gets paid what they're supposed to get paid. Everybody's just supposed to get paid what they're supposed to get paid. And that's not something that you're supposed to fight over. We're not boxers. We're comedians. Why would we want to be fighting? And Randall Thompson like, is smart to stay out of it because that's like I said, that's like what I had to do with Gooch. Like You have to stay out of it because they will get you in a bigger situation and a bigger problem than you need. And then the because of your reputation, because Randall has a similar reputation to mine and is just as deserving of it as I am. Like, yeah, we talk a lot of shit, but really it's not like we're doing anything terribly destructive or toxic. It's the people behind the scenes that talk about people, which are coincidentally the same people that were talking about Randall, which I didn't realize because they were my friends. And yeah, I knew that they were talking, but I also thought maybe he is. And then I met him, like really got to know him for myself which as much as we've talked now i really do feel like i know randall thompson so like this isn't something i feel at all uncomfortable saying or like i don't well know him well enough to say this like randall thompson is just doing good at doing his shit he's got a sharp tongue and so he tells a lot of people to fuck off and that's what it is you know and so if you don't pay him of course he's gonna feel like fuck off and he doesn't want to have to fight you over it and he is not afraid of anybody it's just like why should he have to risk him possibly going to jail or whatever the fuck would happen? Because that's the other thing I forgot to tell you is when he was trying to start shit with all of us, there was a cop literally sitting in the uh, next parking lot, like literally. And so you've got a bunch of brown and black people and Sean Fitzsimmons because Sean Fitzsimmons was out there too. And Sean Fitzsimmons is a ex MMA fighter. And so like, you know, if he wanted to take somebody down, he could still till, still take somebody down. And there was a point where uh, trouble was like, you know, telling us that like, you know, that we were all against him. And we were all like wanted to fuck him up or whatever. And he said something like that because he was so fucked up. And all of us are like, that's not what we want at all. Like all of us were really being very nice to him. Like even as fucked up as he was and uh, the, all the shit he was talking to us, a we were trying to defuse the situation. I can honestly say that nobody antagonized that situation. Everybody was trying to like 
even to a point like almost placate him like randall was very clear about not wanting to be touched and want not wanting to talk to him but like randall went completely away from him you know it was like randall wasn't even an issue anymore and he's still trying to yell at all of us about how he's the king of the world and you know everything in las vegas and we're not shit and we haven't done shit and we're still just sitting there like okay well you know whatever um like, you know, and then he comes in and he takes a picture of us because, you know, there's a point where we got it to where, okay, he's going to do what he's going to do. We left him outside. You know, we all went inside. We're all sitting around just being like any other Tuesday at this point because it's not none of this is the most important thing in the world. And all of us on the inside of Champagne's knew that. Like, you know, everybody's just like trouble was the only one that thought this was all so pressing and whatever it, you know, was supposed to be. That was the only drama going on there. One hundred percent. Like everybody else is just like, yeah, let's just get back to fucking hanging out. You know what I mean? And so we're all hanging out, having a good time. He comes in. He takes a picture of us or a couple pictures of us. Nobody says anything. Everybody just lets him do what he's doing. He's stumbling around and stuff like that. I go to walk Stephen Roberts out because Stephen Roberts had come out. And, you know, um, I was had introduced him no, I didn't get to introduce him to trouble, but I introduced him to some other people. And then he knew some other people, which Stephen Roberts has advanced in the World Series of Comedy. And uh, congrats to Stephen Roberts. But, uh, you know, uh, so I was walking Stephen Roberts out because Stephen Roberts had just come to check it out. And Stephen Roberts hadn't seen any of this happen because he was inside, you know, playing the machine because he has a podcast dedicated to it. And he's apparently decent at it. Um and can just play it like a game. And so it's cool. Um, but I walk Steven out and uh, I hear yelling over there, but I'm like, whatever, you know, it's comics there, whatever. And I thought everything was completely relaxed, you know, because like I said, nobody was mad at trouble. So I know nobody was starting with him. I knew that that was going to be good. And now they're separate, you know, like he's over there and where or the comedians are all over there. I go to walk Steven Roberts out. And then I hear yelling and it turns out that that was trouble getting kicked out because he actually tried to start a physical fight with Randall. And it's like, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. Like, why can't we have peace? And it's only because of you, because otherwise we would have had peace. Like I said, there was, you know, every week I go and like I mentioned Sean Fitzsimmons, which I do respect Sean Fitzsimmons right now, even though I don't respect he, the way he handled that situation. Uh, I do respect Sean Fitzsimmons because I had to go into his room, which I talked about on Farewell Fitzy that you saw earlier in the link. Um, but which watch all of this if you're interested and want to know what's going on and you're not up to date because it's all um, it's all is getting better when it comes down to it. And that's why. I'm continuing to do what I'm doing for right now. But um, actually, uh, I had to go watch a friend because they wanted me to see their set and see if I had any pointers and stuff like that. So I made it a point to go out there. And, you know, Sean Fitzy didn't make a big deal of it at all. And, you know, I watched my friend do the show and whatever. And so we were pleasant and it's cool. And like as far as I go with Fitzy, we're pretty neutral. We're even cool because like, you know, we talked the other night when all this was happening because it was just like, you know, there was just a quick minute where uh, it was like, why is this a thing like this? Why is this person just trying to disturb us? Because when it comes down to it, like I said, the most important thing to remember about all of this, if you take out the drinking, if you take out the coke, if you take out 
anything that, you know, like you would say could be a person's personal vices or the way that they choose to live their life. Um, cause I don't care about that either, as long as you're able to do what you're able, what you need to do. Um, but like, if you take all of those things out, just the nucleus, the most important thing that I'm, you know, trying to get at here is that Booker and comedian should work together and really have no problems. So showing up and starting any problems and, you know, like there's no threat to champagnes, you know, like right now or like where, you know, it became because they did get him out of there. I think uh, Bruce Leonard, who runs that room, actually had to like, you know, step in and be like, because that's one thing you do got to police your room if you're going to run one of these rooms, you know, at the end of the day you're the person that's in charge of the show. And so Bruce Leonard finally had to speak up, which, you know, Bruce Leonard doesn't want to have to be speaking up on that level. You know, he's just there to run the room and do, but he did step up and just be like, you know, you just got to go. I can't have this happen there because it can't, you know, like you're going to ruin the whole situation for all of us because you're mad at people that you haven't paid, you know, because, you know, and like he's threatened. Uh, he's like, that's a thing. Like, why are you? threatening people that you owe money to or that are just like you know tired of putting up with your shit because it's unnecessary like that's anyway i don't know um you know i mean like i there's a part of me that just wants to give a list of all the names i know but i feel like that's like you know it could get because, you know, like, say I name a name and then he decides to start calling them all tomorrow or whatever. You know what I mean? Trying to talk shit to them because he really does do everything I'm saying. Like, it's just like, why can't you just be cool? Like, just do your job. Be a promoter. Everybody will like you because that's what I that's the thing that I want to say. Uh, here's the thing with trouble for any of the comedians I wonder also like another reason that I would pull for him is I can tell that he genuinely wants us to like him he genuinely wants to be part of the crew and you know if he were to just get his shit together and fly right and make right with everybody everybody would be fine with it because people on this scene will put up with anything ask Gooch but let's not go into that but like it's just the truth you know what I mean clearly he wants us to be cool with him he wants to be cool with us or whatever so just get your shit together and be right but I would tell most people just not to fuck with him for right now because it's too fucking toxic and why put up with it if you have to if you choose to if you need the stage time I'm not gonna judge you because like I said I had already known that he had done some shit when I chose to do it so I'm not anybody to be like you know you shouldn't but I think the most important thing for a person like trouble would be if everybody just stops doing his shit so he can go ahead and hit rock bottom and realize that he can't be doing to this to us and also other bookers would realize that they can't get away with not paying us because it sets a bad precedent for any one of these bookers that doesn't want to pay us that we have somebody that is not paying some of us and still continuing to get comics to do a show so but like I said I would not try to be like you know if you do his show you're not cool or whatever like that like I said one one day I hope he turns it around but right now he's just not showing that behavior and he repeatedly shows that behavior and I say this is a person that has been paid by him you know like it's just it's it's like I said not all money is good money and so I would say that maybe trouble needs a little bit of rest when it comes to the comedy scene but you guys can do what you want to do. 
Um, I personally, though, just stay away from me with that bullshit. Like, you know, all together. Like, I know Trouble is going to have feelings about me making this video. Really, this video was made with the best intentions. I really do hope you get it together. And I'm not being even a little bit sarcastic. I'm not trying to even be a little bit shitty. Everything I said on this video is true. Um about like you know uh, everything I've said has been true and like you know especially about me wanting you to be able to be a productive part of the Las Vegas comedy scene because you do have a skill that I and some of the others don't have and don't really want to develop so you could have a place here but you just need to make right with people and you need to stop making unnecessary trouble, which I know you would say like trouble is my name. Well, make that a cute reminder of who you used to be before you grew up, because some of us just want to make money on this scene, just want to get better, just want to see other people get better. And you're standing in the way of that. And when it comes down to it, Nobody's going to have your side on that. Like you are truly trying to be destructive. So, you know, you can try to turn it into like, well, your reputation is bad too. And I'm fine with that. And I accept that, which is more than you're doing. Anyway, this has been Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Stay unbothered. <laughs>